Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 49. This week on the episode, I've got Leo from the band Slit. He is the drummer and kind of the founding member. Um, They're an awesome metalcore band out of Dallas, Texas, and they just dropped their new EP, their debut EP, really, uh, called Nothing Left. And, you know, it's a, a conversation that we had that was a lot of fun. I learned a lot of cool things about them, including kind of their their roots or inspiration involving new metal. Um, so we talked a little bit about corn uh, and Limp Biscuit from back in the day and just all sorts of uh, the inspiration and, you know, kind of where they derive their sound from. But also, I want you guys to understand this is not a band that just sounds like all of their inspirations. They've been able to take these artists like Corn and Limp Biscuit and so many others and tweak that sound to be their own unique thing. Um, but yeah, it was a great conversation that we had. Um, really hope you guys enjoy this one. They aren't a band that I knew a whole lot about, so I'm hoping that this conversation with Leo uh, opens some of you guys' eyes to them as well and, and you know, gets extra ears in their music. Um, but yeah, let's jump into my conversation with Leo from the band Slit. Cool. Um, so to start things off, I do always ask the, fir- the same first question, though, and that is simply, what is your name? What do you do in the band? And just a little background on yourself. Oh, my name is Leo. Um, I play drums in the band. I pretty much like I was pretty much the original starter of the band. Me personally, um, I kind of mm-hmm. just like started doing everything and then started finding members. And then some members didn't work out. So we had to end up going to other members and stuff like that. Um, but once, once, you know, we got the right team and everything, everybody's been working out perfectly. Everybody's been doing everything they had to do and we've all been working pretty solidly. And, uh, we got the EP started and out relatively quickly, which I was super thankful for because we all put in like so much effort and like, just were able to work on it as much as we could. Yeah. And especially with, you know, COVID, I mean, talk about fucking everybody's plans up, right? Like. Oh, changing dude, direction yeah. and all that. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of sucked because we all kind of like were in other bands prior to everything. Like for a year, um, none of us did anything like live wise. Like none of us were able to play on stage or anything. Or at least for me, it was at least a year for our, for our vocalist. It was uh, since like 2014, I want to say that he'd even wow. seen. Yeah. Um, but um but yeah, so we had all went oh, a solid while without doing anything on stage, and then um, and then we we played like two shows, and then everything just went crashing down like a week yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of sucked, but you know, it was all good. It gave us a chance to work on everything more. So yeah, and and how does that affect for you guys personally? Kind of the, um, I guess. You know, it was a shock, like you said, first couple shows and then immediately shutting right back down. Like, how did that adjust your writing style or what your your intent was? Well, um, as far as like the EP, 
the EP was already done, but um, but like we had already started the writing process for other stuff, um, like right before that. And so when we when when everything started, we kind of had to take like a slight break because everybody was super worried. I don't want anybody in my studio, like right. You know, everybody was kind of like, I got to stay inside and isolate. So um, we all kind of. You know, since being isolated, we all kind of had to, like, be forced to, like, deal with our own, like, you know, minds and stuff. Yeah. We all had to kind of be alone with our thoughts. So it definitely, honestly, despite being, like, crappy and, like, everything being shut down and having to be forced in, um, it pulled a lot of, like, things out of us, like, mentally Cause you know, you, you sit there for so long you have so many thoughts, you're able to fucking write them down and jot them down and everything. Right. So it honestly, like it was, it was, it was beneficial. And also like it slowed us down, but it was also beneficial in terms of being able to write more and having more time to get stuff down. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I definitely think it helped mold the new stuff that we're doing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of bands probably experience <coughs> similar stuff, you know, where, cool we have all these ideas we want to play these shows we want to do all this stuff and then coronavirus slaps you in the face and says yeah you're not doing shit for the next turns out six months or whatever it's been now like yeah you know it really putting the brakes on and like you said it kind of traps you in your mind of well shit i can't go do anything so now i'm stuck with my thoughts and and all that and you guys um on this this ep specifically it's pretty profound in that was the content to begin with right talking about um kind of accepting the the mistakes that you've made in your life and and feeling like you're stuck in a position but trying to persevere and push through that oh yeah definitely yeah exactly exactly that because that's kind of where everything came from like i said um a lot of us had dealt with our own struggles like within like like i said within that the time frame that we didn't play uh right. music and everything so like that was definitely like where the ep came from and then uh being uh, that was just more relative. It, it only became more relative to everybody else and like having all these struggles and being forced to like go through them and just like, you know, just being determined to like, you know, yeah, like, like you said, persevere and like, you know, come out yeah. on top. Yeah. And in your genre specifically, you guys are, are tweaking things a little bit. Your sounds are not the cookie cutter sound. Um, obviously that's intentional. What kind of drove you to decide that you wanted to do something just slightly on the edge, you know what I mean? And, and try to break out a, a little bit. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, we, we all kind of like the generally the same stuff, but we also have um, very different tastes in other things. So we just kind of brought all that different stuff and said, this is what I like. This is what, you know, we like to listen to. And we kind of all brought in our own taste and we're able yeah. to like kind of turn it into something tasteful. I, I think, um, and it seems like other people like it so far. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely just like a mixture of the different things we like to, we've all been listening to throughout our entire lives and like what we like to listen to. Cause most of us are still stuck on the same, like, like early 2000s new metal stuff, right. um, as well as more modern music. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, the old school uh, corn albums and Limp Biscuit and all that sort of stuff. That was 
I'm 35 years old. So I grew up when that, that all was coming out, you know, and it was, oh, yeah. it was revolutionary. Absolutely. Yeah. Old, exactly that old Limp biscuit, corn, slipknot, all that stuff, man, that, that stuff molded my, I'm actually wearing a corn shirt right now. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, yeah. It's a, it's an untouchable shirt, man. Super sick. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, that all kind of like molded all of us. We all kind of, we're listening to that same stuff around the, like around that time. And then we ended up meeting through like playing in different bands with each other and stuff like, right. you know, through, through Dallas and stuff and, you know, becoming friends with everybody. We all got to talking and we were like, Oh, we like this stuff. We like this stuff. We should play, you know, music together right. you know, type thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So definitely that kind of stuff um, as well as like more modern stuff that we've enjoyed listening to recently. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, there's yeah. hints of, especially like the old school corn is one of the, the vibes I picked up. Um, you know, it's, I think you guys do a really good job of like using those influences, but not stealing from those influences. You know what I mean? It's not, Oh, okay. They're trying oh, to be corn or trying to be limp biscuit you you kind of absorb yeah, it definitely. and then you're like this is our output yeah yeah definitely that's one thing that we were uh that we were set on is we like this this is what we want to be related to but not something we want to like like oh we're trying to be the next music but we also want to create our own sound out of it Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, talk a little bit about the, the EP process and everything for you guys. Um, what does writing an EP look like for you? Um, you know, especially being the drummer, but kind of the founding member of a band most of the time, you know, the, the music and lyrics are usually written by the front man or a guitarist or whatever. Um, is that still the case with you guys or do you come up with a lot of the concept on that? Um, well, for this EP particularly, I came up with a lot of the concept, um, but I also didn't want to tie everybody into, oh, it's just what I'm doing. Right. Um, so everybody kind of had their own say, especially the vocalists. They kind of contributed their own like lyric. Uh, like I, I basically said I had my own stuff written and I said, OK, so this is the concept. We're going to write around what, you know, what I had written and you guys can change it to however you guys were feeling in relation to that, because we all kind of went through similar struggles. So, <clears throat> so it was basically like, um, it's like, okay, I wrote about this, but you can, we can alter this to fit, you know, more everybody's situation. Right. Um, so, uh, it was, it was, it was more of a, like, a I set down the, the base, and let them adjust, you know, yeah. what they, what they wanted to adjust and everything. Um, but it honestly ended up being, um, like, you know, everybody, like, you know, everybody put in an equal part as far as everything goes lyrically anyways. Um, as far as writing, like the instrumentals and everything, we all kind of, um, like it was mostly me and the guitarist, Nick, uh, we, uh, we pretty much just came together and I said, like, I had a riff in mind, obviously I'm not a guitarist. So I said, right. you should do, you should do this. And I would just like hum it with my mouth. Right. Like a dead <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, 
And then he took my idea and said, okay, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to add this. And then, you know, it was, it was right. kind of that. And then for some of the songs or for like a couple of the songs, um, our producer, uh, Jojo also had like a help, a lot of help in it as far as like writing, like some of the chorus parts and stuff like that. Um, as far as like the chords and stuff yeah, and the chord progressions. Um, so he helped a lot with that also, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was mostly me and Nick, uh, coming together on that as far yeah. as that goes. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, on the EP, um, it's been out about a week now. Is that right? A little over a week now. Oh, uh, no, the EP, I want to say has been out for like a month, actually a month tomorrow. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Man, coronavirus yeah. has me all fucked up. I work from home Dude, now, oh, and it throws off. It. Yeah. I never know what day it is. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it, man. It's, so, yeah, it's um, got me fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With that, um, what kind of re- response are you guys seeing, you know, around it, streaming and and just kind of the love you're getting? Oh, man, people, people, I'm like... I was actually relieved and surprisingly like the first two singles, obviously uh, our second single that we released off of on it. And, yeah. And people were just like loving that. So um, I'm honestly, I'm able to do it or and we're able to listen to it type thing. Um, but honestly, to my surprise, um, reaction, um, we've gotten a healthy amount of like comments and like people were like sending us messages saying, Oh, I love this. Like people sending us pictures, wearing the merch that we dropped the day that the EP released and everything. Yeah. So, so honestly a pretty, pretty good response. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's, super relatable you know like we said earlier about kind of being about stuck in your head and you know trying to pull through with everybody going through coronavirus like even the most mentally healthy people i feel like through this have had some days where they're like what the fuck am i going to do you know um oh yeah definitely yes so super relatable um let's talk a little bit about uh we'll segue into a little bit of mental health there. You guys have all, you know, like you said, had your own struggles and we don't have to get like super specific about them, but like, what are some things that you guys do um, either alone or as a band to kind of make sure that, you know, you don't let the darkness creep in too much or kind of a self-care type of, of deal? Um, well, for me personally, I try to just stick to like, I want to say for like all of us, we all kind of like try to just, like anytime we do feel like in that state of mind, in that similar state of mind where like we kind of get bummed out or like, you know, stuff like that phases us, we kind of try to turn our hurt into art or like, you know, put express it through words. Um, or otherwise we try to like, you know, besides like trying to turn it into creativity or stuff like that, we try to like kind of occupy our minds. Like a lot of us like to like go out and like, you know, skate or like enjoy nature, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, we all, we all kind of have our own outlets. I mean, as far as like, you know, we play, we play our instruments or like, 
um, set it into writing music. Um, and then right. also we all, we all try to be like, you know, obviously we have like a band group chat, so we try to be our own support system. Right. Like, it's like, oh, today I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, this, this has me down, this, you know, this has got me down. Um, and we all kind of try to hype each other up and remind each other that, you know, you know, everything's going to be okay and kind of just, you know, be there for each other, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially now with <laughs> coronavirus and, and whatnot, it's so easy to start slipping, you know? Um, so having that support system, I think is huge. Like everybody assumes that bands are always really tight with each other, but there are some bands out there that don't really interact with each other until it's recording time or tour time. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, yeah, I think that's cool that you guys are, you know, we're going to be in a group chat. We're friends. Like we're going to build oh, each yeah. other up. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and even then, like uh, Nick, our guitarist slash singer and our bassist Keegan, they live together. So they literally oh, yeah. see each other. <laughs> they, yeah. They literally see each other all day, every day. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, granted we all like, we all kind of work. So we don't get to hang out very often, but we right. definitely talk and try to make it like a point to, to not just be like, you know, not just be like coworkers in a sense, but right. like also, also be friends and make sure that we're like, you know, that we all understand each other because it also like, it also helps in terms of writing music and like, you know, once we understand each other, we know, okay, I'm going to present this because I like this and I know that they're going to like this type thing. Yeah. And we, we all kind of get in like a similar mindset and we all just kind of start liking the same stuff. So anything one like writes or presents, we're all just like on it. Like, yeah. like, Oh, I love that. I can add to this by doing this. It's like, you know, we kind of, it, it kind of just stacks on top of each other, what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so, so that's why like the writing process has been a lot easier for us lately. Yeah. And I think that goes back to, like you said, you know, you'd been kind of, trying to find the right members and stuff. And once you figured out this lineup, things just kind of fall into place to some degree where it's like, okay, I know that, like you said, I'm not a guitarist, but I can hum probably pretty shittily the melody or the riff that I want. And they're going to pick it up and know what I'm, I'm trying to get across. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's, that's definitely like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cause, <laughs> cause like, I like, yeah, exactly that. I'm not a guitarist at all. Like I'll try to pick something up, but besides that, I'm just like sounding like an idiot humming these words or humming these like riffs. And, and thankfully for me, Nick is a, a just like a good enough guitarist to where he like, he hears it and he's like, okay, this is the notes, you know? And right. he, he, yeah. he, he does, he does exactly what I want every time yeah so it works out really well yeah i've i've got a buddy that's insanely talented on that sort of stuff we were hanging out uh i don't know a few weeks ago um probably longer than that i don't know coronavirus has me fucked up like i said but literally yeah, like sure. i was playing a song on my phone and he had our buddy's uh fiance's ukulele and he just starts playing along with the song like he like he'd heard it a million times and i'm like how the fuck can you translate guitar into ukulele just immediately from hearing 30 seconds of this song? Yeah, man, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Like guitarists and like string players or like people who play piano are crazy good at that kind of stuff. Um, and it makes absolutely no sense to me. But then, <laughs> then again, they, 
they come back to me and they're like they're like okay you should play this on drums and i go like i fucking do it and they're like oh okay so i guess it's just a matter of like i know this you know that and right fortunately for each of us we all we all know our, our own thing pretty well um you know so so i think it works i think we work pretty well as a team i'd say yeah yeah and i think you know it, i can't play drums to save my life i'll tell you that right now so you know i think that's kind of the underrated thing because you're keeping time sometimes you're doing vocals things like that and like people don't realize what really goes on behind that kit you know like there's some genius behind the kit it's tough man sometimes it gets a little rough but once you figure it out it, it definitely like it's it's one of those things it's one of those things you have to practice if, especially if it's like a fast like drum fill you got to practice it like super slow and then be like, okay, I built up the muscle memory. Now I can do it fast type right. thing. Yeah, but but yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. If you if you had to pick a different instrument to to learn, what would you pick instead of drums? Would you try to learn guitar? Um as much as I like guitar, I definitely like like the punch that bass packs. So I okay. think it'd probably be bass, because like it's it's similar. But it's, I feel like it's not as complex and it's a lot like heavier and it's still in right. like the rhythm section. Yeah. So like, yeah. So I, I want to say bass, man, because like, I don't know, something about bass is just always seemed like super like hard to me. Just like packs a fucking punch. Like you hear it in the mix, you're like, fuck, that bass is fucking hard. Yeah. Well, and especially when you get the, the right bass lines and stuff like that, like, um, I'm gonna forget his name. Is it Wes from from Corn or from um from Limp Biscuit? Wes Borland, isn't it? That used to be uh, yeah, the I bassist. So. Like some of the shit he used to play, like is just insane. Like you'll pick it up and, like you said, in the background, and you're like, "What the fuck is he doing back there?" Because oh, it's yeah, all over dude. the place. <laughs> yeah, there's there's that, and then there's like Fieldy and Corn, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, like. Like he doesn't play super complex stuff or anything, but like just his tone and like, and like like and take a take a look in the mirror. I was listening to a song off of that album like yesterday, and just like the bass tone, I was just like, "Fuck!" Like that's just like in your fucking face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like even then, like it doesn't have to be like super crazy, but you hear it and you're like, "Fuck!" Like it just makes you want to like <laughs> like get into it, and you're just like, "Damn." Yeah. So so yeah, I, I want to say that it'd probably be bass that I go to. If it, if, yeah. it, if I didn't play drums, yeah, solid choice. Um, <clears throat> within within the band, I'm gonna give you a couple oddball, like kind of hard questions, probably. Uh, within the band, who who do you think's the most talented? I'm gonna pit you guys against each other a little bit. Um. Oh man, that's hard because we all kind of have our own thing going on. I honestly want to say Nick because he's well-versed in guitar and he's like an incredible singer and he can also scream um he doesn't do it much but in the newer stuff he definitely like has a more of a hand in it yeah uh, but uh but yeah i want to say nick because he can do that and he'll like he'll try to shit around on drums like we when we practice in the band he'll be like hey can i give a hundred kid and he'll, he'll he'll do his thing so he i feel i feel like he's well-versed musically all around Right. And the rest of us kind of stick to our own thing mostly. <laughs> yeah. But but um, like 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 Justin tries to like or Justin does like play acoustic guitar, but I think that's mostly what he sticks to is acoustic. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so next will be during, especially like the recording process, who's kind of the most punctual, like who, who do you like most reliable, whatever you want to call it that, Hey, we're got to be in the studio at five o'clock. Who's the first guy there that, you know, is going to be on time. (laughs) Well, besides myself, as far as like being there on time, um, I want to say, um, I want to say like Justin is usually there before, like it's, it's, it's usually me and Justin there at first, but also at the same time, we all know that Nick gets off of work at a certain time. So we like, we go to the studio, me and Justin and set some stuff down and Nick will be there when he gets off work. So he goes straight from work and he's usually there when he'll say he's going to be there. So he's pretty punctual too. He just, we don't want to take him away from work to do this, you know, like, yeah. Like, yeah. So like, um, so I, I, I want to say, uh, you know, so it's me, then Justin, then Nick and Keegan kind of shows up uh, around his work schedule too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Adult life sucks. I get it, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trying to, trying to like live the dream while also having to work a regular day job is not amazing, but you know, it's got to do it. Got to do what you got to right. do. Right. And that's something I actually do want to touch on because I think a lot of kids assume, and I say kids, but people in general assume that nowadays with the internet and Spotify and SoundCloud and all that, even though it's made it easier, they assume that it's basically the the easiest it's ever been to get your music put out there and whatnot to get it put out there probably. But like, talk about how hard it is to actually try to balance between I've got to live life and do these these adult things i have bills to pay but i'm still hustling for the band oh absolutely i mean that is not incorrect by any means like it absolutely is the easiest it's ever been now to like get it out there yes um but also at the same time if you want to do it and do it right and do a good job then you have to like put in like money and effort and there's so much that has to go into it um, and all while like, you know, maintaining a lifestyle, like I have to live somewhere. I have to have my gear right. to be able to be able to do these things. Um, so you do have to maintain a steady job to do that. Um, like if you want to keep it and like, you have to work around a schedule and it's, it's rough because not everybody, like not all of our schedules align perfectly. Um, but we try to make it work. Um, but yeah, it definitely is very difficult because like, um, like Justin is a tattoo artist. So, you, you know, you never know when he's going to get like a, uh, right. Yeah. You never know when he's going to get like a really big appointment. That's going to like, you know, it's, it's a lot of money like this and that. Um, so, so that definitely like can, can be difficult. And like, I just work at guitar center. So like, you know, <laughs> I can just be like, Hey, I got to go to the studio and they'll be like, okay. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so for, for me, I want to say it's easiest because they're like, very lenient with the whole music thing um but um but yeah like justin does a tattoo thing which like he can he he can be working from like anywhere from 10 a.m to 10 p.m like full at the shop all day right um and nick and keegan both have regular like day jobs so they're they're usually out by five so if we need to we can just schedule at that time right uh, um but we we definitely gotta like mostly work around Justin having time for, uh, for that with tattoos. And we, we definitely don't want to, cause that's also his part of it. Part of his art is like, right. you know, 
doing tattoos on people and like and it's not only is it part of his art but it's also his job so right. it's his means of making money um so there's that and also also justin's married so like he also just to keep his wife yeah. happy so you know right. we can't we can't take him <laughs> away from everything um so yeah definitely being an adult cuts into like you know trying to do the music thing but I feel like if you really want it, you'll find a you find a way to make it work, and we yeah. all do. So, yeah, and, 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 and it seems like a lot of other people do also. Yeah, and I think that's the big thing is that you know, so many people think it's you know, like we said, it is the easiest to get your music out there, but they think that that means you can kind of relax and and coast a little bit. But if you're really wanting to do it full time to get signed, all that sort of stuff, like it's a second job and you need to treat it that way oh definitely and not only is it a second job but it's like a second um it's like a second home like you got to put money into it you got to get stuff for it like it's it's like it's a it's definitely a a, a, another thing on your plate um so you got to just like put as much effort into it as you can and like do and every every chance that you get you got to you know put into it so. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a, another great point of, you know, the the monetary side of it. Like if your plan is to become a a touring artist or a assigned touring artist, like <clears throat> you're going to do that for a while without any support from a record label. So you have to buy oh, yeah. a van, a trailer, you know, like you said, all your gear, that's all coming out of your pocket somewhere. Oh, yeah, definitely. It definitely all comes out of pocket before it comes out of a label or anything. You definitely got to – I feel like there's uh, – It's. it goes without saying that uh, that you definitely have to grind your ass off before you can, you know, like you get, you get the, the luxury of a label paying for stuff or like, you know, a label doing this or that. Um, you definitely got to grind your ass off because – if you don't, then a label won't see you and you won't like, you know, you won't catch that break. You know, right. everybody, everybody wants to catch a break, but there's, there's so much that you have to do before you can uh, yeah. quote unquote, catch that break. Yeah. I forget the, hmm, I feel like it's Kevin Hart or somebody you, on one of his standups had this little thing before the actual standup and it's him talking to his crew and he's like, everybody wants to be famous, but nobody wants to do the work. And I feel like, in today's society, that's so true. Everybody oh, yeah, wants absolutely. to be somebody, but nobody wants to grind and, and put in that work. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like, and a lot of people will do it for so for like, however long and then be like, Oh, this is too much. Like I give up. Right. Um, like, and, and not gonna not gonna lie for some artists, like for some solo artists, it's definitely a lot easier than bands. Um, because for like, for for like solo artists you can do like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna buy an sm7b mic and a laptop and an interface and record at home by myself right and make a beat or like buy yeah. a beat or like you know um and then put it out and it's you know anything i make goes to me specifically you know or <laughs> like you don't have you don't a lot of people don't necessarily spend like studio time money or stuff like that but for a band you definitely have to go because it's like, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's a lot more put into it and you can't just right. like half-ass it. Like, not, and, and I'm definitely not saying that like, 
like the solo artist half-ass it, but you just, it, it's, it just definitely requires a lot less effort. Yeah, and I think... like a full band. I think with the, the single artist side of it too, like the solo artist part would be, you know, like you said, there's only one expense and it's whatever that one person has versus four or five people in a band. But aside from that, like there's a lot more potential to get like guest features. Hey, be a feature on this track and just sing, you know, like doing guest vocals for all these other people helps you get discovered as well. Whereas as a band, no band is going to be like, Hey, come on our album and play a track for us. And you know, like it just doesn't work. Yeah. That way. Yeah. And then there, you could always get like a, a feature from a vocalist, which we did obviously. Yeah. Um, you could always get like a feature from a vocalist, but that's either hit or miss because like in the band side of it, um, it's like, okay, they paid this guy for, you know, right. Um, they paid this guy to sing on it. And like, uh, typically, like if you get like a big, big guy, they they don't put as much like love into it as they would their own track, you know, stuff like that. They kind of right. just put it put it there. Um, but I feel like for solo artists, it's it's usually like friends doing it. Right. So like they they make the song together, and it's like you know a full effort. Whereas if a band tried to do it, then it'd be this guy plus the band, and it'd be like that mo- that many more heads trying to like agree on something and that that kind of goes back to what i was saying earlier is like we came to an understanding together and we're all like in our own mind in our same mindset but then adding a another person to it will like it could it could alter that completely because we want to cater to them but also not alter ourselves right well and and it's kind of a a double-edged sword because you know when when that guest vocalist pops up on spotify or wherever sure, you're going to get some people that are checking it out. Like, I'm not going to bash the the song, so I won't tell the song, but there's a song that Kellen Quinn is the guest vocalist on. I only like the song because of his guest vocals. Like, if he wasn't in it, I don't think I would have listened to that that song, you know? And it's like, so now you're in that weird spot of, okay, cool, we brought in somebody, but are those people actually interested in us or just the guest vocal? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's like the one thing that you like, it's like a hit or miss. Like, it's like, do I really want it? And will they just listen to it because he's on it? Um, but there's also the fact like, Oh, he's on it. I'm going to listen to it. Right. Um, and, and I also like the rest of the song now. So now I like this band. I'm gonna check the rest of their stuff out. So it's, it's like, it's like hit or miss. Um, as far as that goes. And again, for the band side of it, you know, grabbing a guest vocalist too from a like from the promotion side, some of those guest vocalists don't promote the song really at all. So it's like it didn't really boast anything to their their fan base. It's still just on you. Um, oh yeah, typically that's how it goes. To them, it was just a check and yep, like like okay, I did my part. I'm done. Yeah, like yeah. So there's that. Fortunately for us. Um, like, you know, we're actually friends with Lotus and everything. So he like, you know, he did his part. He kind of promoted, he kind of helped us out. Um, and I think that definitely helped out like the streams and everything, but it definitely felt more real as opposed to just paying like some dude who we have absolutely no, like we don't fucking know this guy. Um, not saying that I would never, like, I would never add some guy because, you know, because of that, but. I just, I, it definitely feels more real and more genuine when right. you have an actual connection as opposed to just paying somebody. Yeah. But if the <laughs> opportunity ever came up, 
I don't know what the price tag would be, but let's say the opportunity came up for Jonathan Davis to be on the song. Like, you're going to have Jonathan Davis on the yeah. song. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. I'm never going to miss an opportunity to have Jonathan Davis on one of our songs. Like, absolutely never. Like, Corey Taylor absolutely would do it. Even fucking Fred Durst. I'll fucking do hey. Fred Durst. Like, I, like, I'm fucking down with it. Fucking, there's so many artists that I'd be like, oh, absolutely fuck yes i'm gonna do that right right at that point it's like i don't even care if they they promote it or not like i can say that i had work with you know jonathan davis or whoever oh absolutely and once you reach like to a level like that, like a big artist like that people are like oh they got a song with this guy they like they must be good right like you know like a bunch of people are like like or a bunch it, it, there's a bunch of like bands that i've found like that like that oh they have a band with this guy or a song with this guy i have to check it out and then i end up liking the whole like song and band and everything yeah. and i'm like oh hell yeah um personally for me i've always been the type to like oh I, uh they got a feature from this guy i'm gonna check out the whole song and not just their part you know right um but there's definitely a lot of people that just get past it <laughs> like you know yeah but um but yeah yeah. Um, so <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about, obviously, coronavirus has fucked up everybody's plans for the remainder of the year, but kind of what's your plans? Are you guys just kind of writing for now and, and trying to figure out what the next step is? Or is there plans for like live streams and some sort of online shows or something like that? Yeah, definitely. We've uh, we've spent a lot of time writing, but with the EP out now, um, we're definitely thinking about doing a live stream now where we play the EP um, to completion and maybe a new song if that if that becomes a thing. But we're that's that's definitely a maybe on that one. But uh, but we definitely want to do a live stream where we play the EP all the way through. It's only four songs, so it's not like crazy. Yeah, and Um, you guys did not get a like a release show right like you've not been able to to truly play it live have you well the the thing is uh those were the only four songs we had ready um so gotcha. we were already we were already playing them yeah but it was we're just like we've only, we had only played two shows um that we hopped on to um fortunately they were like sold out shows so the crowds were really good but nobody like knew them or had right. a chance to listen to them so like you know, nobody, it like, nobody was like super stoked on it. They were just like, Oh, new band. Yeah. This is sick. Like people liked us. Um, fortunately, but, um, but yet nobody like knew it. It's like, it's like when a band's like, Oh, we have a new song that we're going to play as opposed to like, we have a song that we released last week that you have a chance to have a chance right. to listen to and learn the words to and stuff. So I, um, I definitely want to get that chance to do like, a show after everybody's been like you know listening to it um but yeah we we only got to play the two shows i mean we were like i said we were playing the same songs we only we only got to play the two shows that we kind of hopped on to one was uh during the killed and born again tour with bad omens yeah and all that and the second uh was with actually the band that i was in before starting this band begotten um <laughs> Yeah, so we were able to do that, um, and I, but I definitely want the chance to do this as well as like play, play the new stuff because I'm already like, you know, we're we're barely releasing this stuff, but I'm already really really stoked on the new stuff, right. and I think we all super stoked on the new stuff because um, as much as like we we were we were working together on the on the EP, we definitely did for this new stuff, so. 
we were able to like do more together. Right. And yeah, it was just like, it's just like a deeper understanding of all of us with all, with, with new stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about like, again, coronavirus and especially in Texas, I think you guys are still fairly strict on some of your, your quarantine and guidelines, but what about like music videos, stuff like that? Are you guys kind of coming up with concepts that you want to do on, on some of that? Oh yeah, absolutely. We have some, we have some like concepts that we've been working on or like concepts, ideas that we've thought of and we like are really excited to work on um, right now, as far as like doing them. Um, it's just a matter of finding the right person to do the music videos with and everything and like finishing yeah. the songs and deciding which one's going to get the music videos and stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah, because as much as we would love to do like music videos for every single song, um, it's, you know, it, it costs money, you know, so yeah, and it's, it's not cheap at all because there's paying the person. If you're going to get somebody from out of state or out of town, you got to fly them out. Um, if you know, budget on like, you know, the setting and what yeah. you're going to do. So like, there's a lot of money that goes into that part of it. So it, it right now, as far as like music videos go, we're, we're definitely deciding on stuff like that. Um, and yeah, but, but we definitely have been like thinking about it and working on it. And I think for now we've at least decided one of them that's going to get the music video. And I'm really excited on that song. It's going to be really yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It, I was talking to, um, Andrew from boy becomes hero and, um, we were talking about like, so his, his album or his project that he's been doing is kind of this, um, it reminds me of Coheed and Cambrai's, um, Armory Wars. So it's like this really complex story that involves a bunch of different characters throughout the album and whatnot. And he was talking about possibly doing like a graphic novel or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I talked to, to some people at Marvel and that shit's expensive. So that won't be happening anytime soon. Like they oh, talked about yeah. like doing, doing like a little animated movie. And it was like, I think the quote he said he got was like $15,000 per minute Dear for Lord. an animated movie. I was like, no Jesus. way. <laughs> yeah. So that's, like, that's even a, at least, yeah, that's at least like $45,000. Right. Holy right. Crap. That is so, like, crazy. And that, that's the, the crazy thing. Like, yeah, a, a quote unquote standard music video, you know, a live performance video, whatever, probably not going to cost that much per minute, but it's, you know, still a few thousand dollars minimum if you're going to oh, yeah. be, you know, if you don't, aren't lucky enough to have a friend that knows how to do the filming and all of that, you know, like oh, it's yeah. going to get expensive pretty quick. Oh, yeah. And like, fortunately for me, for the first music video we did uh, for, for our song, Nothing Left um the the guy who did it the guy who filmed it and directed it and everything he's actually one of my best friends and he like you know he obviously didn't charge us you know crazy (laughs) but obviously we still paid him accordingly and everything um but we were definitely lucky that like you know we know him personally and it wasn't like that yeah but um but yeah like um and honestly for like what we paid i think he did a really really good job and like everything came out really good. And we like, um, a lot of the ideas that we had didn't work out, um, as we wanted them to, but I think that he did a really good job portraying like 
um, you know, most of what everything we right. wanted and everything. So, yeah. Well, and it's easy, especially early on before you do a lot of videos and stuff. I feel like it's easy to kind of shoot for the moon and then realize that's really fucking complicated to do. Maybe we need oh, to yeah. back it down a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. It And it's rough because sometimes you're like, I really want to do this crazy special effects thing. But like, then you realize, Oh, I got to pay this guy. Like, right. Like, like so many thousands of dollars to do this one little scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like this whole crazy thing. And you know, if, if you have the money, absolutely so sick, do it. Right. But like, you know, we're all kind of, you know, guys still paying their own bills, you know? Right. Um, so we got, we got to kind of be like, you yeah, got to be smart about, about how to budget yeah. it because, you know, as great as a music video is like how much return on that investment are you really getting? You know what I mean? Like you're going to drop oh, $15,000. Yeah. yeah. You're going to get the exposure and stuff, but is that translating into merch sales, album sales, ticket sales, you know, and, yeah. and how soon? So, Oh yeah, exactly. And like, that's the thing is, do I want to spend like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars on a video that might get a hundred thousand views, right? Like, like, or might get ten thousand views at that? Even like, yeah. you know, it's you know, you just gotta you gotta fight, you gotta pick your battles. You know, like what I mean, like yeah. So, well, and especially you know, the the YouTube, um, uh, whatever it's called, the CPM, the payout for YouTube videos and stuff is so minor, like. Oh, 10,000 yeah. videos is, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, it's a cool milestone, but realistically, that was like 150 bucks back in your pocket. That's nothing. If even that, really. Yeah. Um, because, <laughs> because I've even, like, I watch a lot of YouTubers and stuff like that. And I, I like, you know, I try to keep up with how, how that whole thing works, um, especially because, like, um, I, I do a lot of the, like, the, the online stuff for the band. Right. Um, I try to keep up with that stuff and people who have like millions and millions of followers and viewers, um, even they say, Oh, like I barely get any money from YouTube. Most of my revenue comes from, uh, from like merch sales and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, like, okay, well I'm going to focus on that. And then I'm going to focus on this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So yeah, I've got a, yeah. I've got a buddy that his name's MC Lars and he's been doing like nerdcore hip hop for like, legitimately 15 or 20 years now but he used to joke and it's a pretty true statement that he's a t-shirt salesman that happens to make music because that's where the majority of the money comes in is from the merch oh, yeah. and whatnot so oh yeah absolutely that's why that's why these big artists say when they drop like like um who was it travis scott yeah he did the he, he did the whole mcdonald's marketing and he did the, all the merch, like literally uh, not even like limited to, to shirts. He did like trays, right. like a, a bunch of crazy stuff marketed with McDonald's and everything. Um, and like the cost obviously, you know, is crazy. And because he's such a big artist and, um, and like, you know, all this stuff and people are buying it because it's so like, it's Travis Scott and it's so cool. And like, you know, it's, it's as diverse as possible. Like, right. He's, he's, he's just selling merchandise. Like yeah. at that point, at, at, like, like you said, at that point he's selling merchandise and he just so happens to make music because being completely honest, I've heard more about the Travis Scott burger yep. than I have of any music he's released recently. Like I, I yep. have no idea what he <laughs> released musically. 
I have but, no idea myself. Like, yeah. I've got a, a buddy, his son is uh, just turned 15, I think it is. And he was all about it. And I'm like, okay, but who is Travis Scott? Like, I legitimately didn't really know beforehand. I'd heard the name, but I've still barely listened to any of his music to check him out because it's all about the merch for him. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it, and don't get me wrong, like, I, the songs that I have heard of his, great. I, I yeah. love his songs. But um, I just, like, as far as recently, I've heard more about, like, the merchandise and the burger and everything than I have the, the music, uh, which is sick, I think, because, like, that means, okay, I put out some merch and people love it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, well, so, it, it, it gives you kind of a, almost a retirement plan, I guess, because if you're able to sell merch that well and people don't even care about the songs that you released around it, cool, I'm just going to keep making merch, you know? And oh, you don't yeah. even have to do anything else. <clears throat> oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, there's also the thought that, like, um, like, like bands that are old as hell and, like, haven't made music in forever, they are still selling merch and still yeah. making money. Like, I mean, obviously Metallica is still making money and, and making all, I mean, still making music and all that. Um, but, you know, you find their merch in, like, Walmart and, like, H&M yeah. and, like, it's that's well, they, absolutely crazy. They started last year or the year before. It may be older than that. I found out about it like last year or the year before. They've got their own like fucking bourbon now. There's a black label Metallica bourbon. Like, oh, dude, yeah, actually, I was. Um, I think I was going on a trip to San Antonio like, um, like maybe a month ago or whatever. Whenever I went. But I um I saw exactly that. I saw a trailer with Metallica's picture and it had the yeah. bourbon and everything. And I was like, what the hell? I was yeah. like, Metallica's just on their shit right now. That's crazy. Yeah, them and then um didn't Slipknot do like a either a bourbon or a scotch or something like that? I haven't heard about that one, but I believe it. I mean, if bands that big are doing stuff like that, I mean Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Know. I want to say it was a like a super limited run, but I think Slipknot had their own like bourbon or scotch or something too. And it's like, again, just talk about like music transcending, you know, like, Oh yeah. If you're able to get into to bourbon sales or, you know, Travis Scott level merch sales, the music's just a side passion project at that point. Oh yeah, man. I've always said that like being a musical artist, as sad as it sounds, is like maybe 10% music. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> like as, as sad as it sounds, like obviously make good music. People are going to love it. People are going to want to buy your merch, obviously. Yeah. But like more than anything, if you're making sick clothes, it doesn't even matter if people like your music because like there's like, there's people like going to Walmart, buying a Nirvana shirt, have never heard a Nirvana song. And it's, it, you know, it has a sick you know, graphic on it. And they're like, this right. is sick. I'm going to buy it. Um, and there's always stuff like that. So, you know, there's, there's always a chance to, you know, to do stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I think it's sick. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's sad. People listen, people wear this and don't even know the band. I think it's sick. It's like, oh, right. oh you're mad that your band is getting more exposure. Like, is that, that's what you're mad about? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think it's sick. I think it's really sick. Yeah, absolutely. So let's say hypothetically um, that coronavirus goes away and 
starting next year, uh, you know, tours are allowed to start happening and all that. What would be kind of the ideal situation for you guys? Do you want to try to pump out another EP or record before hitting a tour? Or do you just want to get out and play shows? Um, realistically, I would say that I want to um, release a few more singles, a couple more singles maybe, um, like behind our EP that we already have out now, go on some tours um, while people like listen to our singles and then giving people a chance to like listen to us and see us live and decide whether they like us or not, drop the album. And then, you know, whatever fans we picked up while playing those singles, they'll be like, Oh, this right. is sick. Like this band dropped an album. I want to go see, you know, this band. Um, and then they'll, you know, buy more, you know, go to our shows more, you know, go buy more merch more and stuff like that. Obviously yeah. we'd want it to, we'd want to tour with like, like you know decent bands that we relate to that way you know the bands that we relate to music or to whose music we relate to um their fans will like our music and right. you know so on and so forth yeah um so for the for the last two questions i'm going to do kind of just more the kind of oddball fun questions the first one i think i know the answer to but let's say that you could make a it'd be a total of a four band show you're the opener who are the other three bands that you're going to put on that tour? Oh man, um, that's a big question. Okay, because <laughs> two of them, two of them are definitely Corn uh, and Slipknot. <laughs> right, <laughs> I figured Corn um, was on that list. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, absolutely, Corn is on that list, one hundred percent. Would it be four bands including us, or four bands? Four and bands us? including you. Including okay, you. so yep. so so three bands and us. Um, I'd say them two and like bring me the horizon and us. Yeah. I can see that. Cause I feel, cause like we get a lot of our, um, uh, like, you know, our hard, like gritty stuff from like our old, the old bands that we used to listen to, like the old new metal stuff we used to listen to back then. And then a lot, like, I feel like bring me the horizon has like a very modern, like a good modern touch that we also relate to. And, yeah. you know, they've been putting out some good stuff too. So, so yeah, I'd yeah. say, I'd say that that'd be like the perfect blend ideally for, for sure and you know it's funny you say that you bring me the horizon because literally this will make like the probably probably fifth or sixth episode in the last four months maybe that artists have been like can you believe what bring me the horizon's been doing you know because like they're so inconsistent in the sound the the fact of like each album sounds so much different but they're constantly just putting out top level stuff and everybody's oh, yeah. taking notice. Absolutely, man. Everything they've been doing and like, they're not even keeping it settled to like, like, okay, so they're doing stuff with big artists, but they're not sticking to like, Oh, I'm doing stuff with this big metal artist. This right. metal. They, they literally just put out a song with young blood and that's crazy. They did a song with Halsey. Yeah. Crazy. I think that's all sick as hell. And it's yeah. all really good. It's all really good music. I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, final question before I let you plug everything and, and do all that is going to be, um, again, kind of just a ridiculous one. But if there was a a movie about like your life and coming up into a band and whatnot, so kind of like the, the Johnny Cash story or whatever, right? What For sure. actor would you want to portray you in your life story like that? To portray me accurately? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know, <laughs> man. Um, 
honestly, me personally, I would love it. It's not very accurate. I wouldn't say that he looks like me very much, but he's pulled off crazy characters and pulled it off crazy. Uh, Johnny Depp. Mm, like, solid. That, that, would, that would be sick. That's what I would want. Realistically, that's probably not what I would get. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, think, I think that Johnny Depp would absolutely do a great job. He's, he's a fucking awesome actor. He's, you know, also, obviously, he's huge as hell, like, so... That would be just absolutely sick as fuck. But yeah, yeah, that, that would yeah, probably I, be me if I wanted. I I was talking to a buddy not too long ago, and that question got brought up, and um, I was like, kind of the same thing for you. Like, realistically, like perfect world, I would want somebody like Paul Rudd or something like that because he's he's funny and you know he's a good actor and all that. And I was like, but realistically, if we're going like based on my looks, it's going to be Fat Jonah Hill is the only the only <laughs> option for me. Yeah. I don't even know, man. If if we're being like realistic on based on looks, I don't even know, man, because I've never considered myself like a good looking dude. So I don't <laughs> I don't even know who would do it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 So uh, cool, man. That's everything I've got. Let's do the the standard outro, which is plug all your socials and stuff. We'll have them linked, obviously, but plug all your socials. Tell people what what you want them to know, where they can find you, uh, what they should check out, you know the whole nine yards on that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, on everything like Twitter, Instagram, even Facebook, we're at slip BND. Um, you can find all of our music literally across every platform. If you want to make it easier, we're, we literally have our website where everything is linked there. www.slipbnd.com. Um, you can literally find everything there. Our merch store is there. Our music is there. Our socials are there. And then once you get to our band social, if you want to connect with us more, you can, uh, our like Instagram and like our Twitter, our, our, our personal socials are on every bio. So like you can find each one of us directly. Um, literally the easiest way I would say would be www.slipbnd.com. You will literally find everything there. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate your time, man. I'm glad we were able to reconnect and, and get this uh, put together for you. Um, you know, I'm really interested to see what, what you guys have in store. You know, the, the EP was great. I can't wait to hear some new music. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for reconnecting despite like the, the issue we had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All good, man. Yeah. All, all good. Right, so, so much. yeah, not a problem. I'm sure we'll talk later, you know, after some new music comes out and stuff, we'll, we'll circle back sometime probably early next year or something and, you know, get you guys on again. Absolutely, man. Sounds sick. Awesome. Appreciate your time, man. Yeah, man. You have a good one. You too. Later. And that was my conversation with Leo from the band Slit. Um, Again, I really appreciate him taking the time to do the interview. Um, We had some issues with the original date that it was supposed to happen. Um, Some connection issues caused us to miss each other and whatnot. But we were able to link up and, you know, do a, a interview and have a great conversation. Um, you know, I think that this band has a lot of potential. And as I say in most interviews lately, it seems like, you know, COVID kind of fucked everything up. And I think for them, it is kind of that catch 22. Like they're making the best out of the situation as they can. They're still, you know, 
working on new music, as you heard. Can't give a whole lot of details on it or anything like that, but um, you know they're they're still working on new music. This EP was basically ready, and then COVID happened, and it's like, okay, what do we do? You know, how do, how are we gonna adjust? What do we need to to put out or whatever, and still be able to be in the spotlight some and get some support and you know try to create something for people. And I think, you know, they've done a really good job. Obviously, uh, as I say with basically every interview, um, I, I definitely want you guys to go check them out, show them some love, let them know that you heard about them on the podcast or, you know, whatever the case is. But they've got a whole debut EP that deserves a bunch of love uh, at least go check it out. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Uh, but I think if you're a fan of metalcore, new metal, alternative metal, I, there's so many genres that they fit in. And you guys know, I'm not a big fan of putting people in those boxes of genres, but these guys, you need to check out if you're a fan of the heavier side of music. Um, other than that, guys, you know, as always, links to all their social medias and things like that will be in the description. So go give them a follow, a like, a share, all that sort of stuff. Um, same thing for the podcast, please. Um, if you could like, share, follow, uh, rate, all that sort of stuff that would be amazing for us. We are currently live on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon, as well as our website. Um, and other than our website, kind of including our website, but our website's the lowest of the priority. If you could go to any of the others, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon, whoever, and give us a like, a share, a follow, a rating, all that stuff bumps us up in their numbers. It's absolutely free to you. And that helps us get bigger and bigger guests. And we've got a couple big guests coming up very, very soon. Um, the one year anniversary show is coming up soon as well. That will be the November 4th episode, and we have an amazing guest for that one. As always, anything you can do to help support the podcast, whether it's all the free stuff, like I've said, you know, sharing posts, liking our Instagram and Facebook, and the podcast on the different streaming services, that's all great. If you want to do a little bit more to support the podcast and our website, um, if you go to youmakethescene.com slash shop, there is a bunch of different merch up right now. Some new designs coming soon as well. Uh, but yeah, all of that would, you know, help us with advertising costs and things like that. I guess we don't really have advertising costs per se, but... You know, there's maintenance fees with running the website and things like that. And any merch that you guys buy and support you give that way uh, goes back into 
us being able to, um, you know, keep things going and keep things as free as possible for you. And that's everything I've got this week, guys. I am going to take you out with a song by Slit called Dead Roses featuring Lil Lotus. Remember, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene. <laughs>